Hey, golf fans, ESPN Plus is the exclusive home of PGA Tour Live, the only way to stream the PGA Tour all season long. ESPN Plus offers four unique feeds so you can watch the golf how you like, stream the main feed, a TV-style broadcast showing you the best shots on the course, or follow every single shot from Rory, Rom, and all your favorite players with the featured groups feed. Want to spend all day watching the world's best take on the famous 17th at Sawgrass? The featured holes feed is for you. Stream over 35 tournaments every year from the Waste Management Phoenix Open to the players to the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's all on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com slash golf. We'll do your round of Pelham. You guys want to talk about your round of Pelham? Is that what you're <laughs> Yes. Oh, okay. I don't want to talk about our golf. It's so bad. It's literally, we both have never played so bad. No way. The both of us together. Like, I've never yeah. seen CP play that bad. And actually, he's seen me play worse at Sock and Mallard. But this is probably the second one. Oh, my God. That's right. Welcome back to The Loop. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy, Christopher Powers. It is a huge week with the PGA Championship on tap at Oak Hills. Uh, to talk about that, we brought in a special guest, Michael Breed. Of course, you know him from many different places, but he is also uh, he's a Golf Digest guy. He's a CBS Sports guy. He's obviously a PGA guy, PGA of America guy. So um, have a great talk with Michael coming up in a bit. But first, let's talk about what happened this past week. Uh, because, you know, I, I think none of us are really that jazzed up about the AT&T Byron Nelson, but Jason Day winning was actually a pretty big story. It was about, about as big of a story as you could have. The other big story, of course, happened before the tournament with Jordan Spieth with the wrist injury. And we talk about that with Michael Breed. But other than that, it's like, what would have been interesting really about this? And um, lo and behold, Jason Day wins for the first time in five years. Guys, we've been tracking him. We've been betting him a bit. We were betting him in the when he was really struggling the past couple of years, of course we miss, we miss out, I believed. Uh, but uh, what was it? Uh, you know, it was nice kind of seeing Jason and, and dash day, a grown up dash day back in the winter circle. It was cool. And the fact that it happened on mother's, on mother's day, day and he had just lost his mother, yeah. uh, you know, the year before, I guess it was right. So um, yeah, I mean, he, he's so easy to root for. Like you saw him in the, in the grill room uh, at TPC Craig Ranch and like, all just random people are in there, you know, probably members clapping for him. He's thanking them. Like he just seems like a genuine good dude. I've spent a little time with him and had that same impression. Um, yeah. How about dash day? I mean, he, I was like, who is that? Is that his agent? I know I like, no. that's his kid. He's a monster now. I, he was on the cover of golf digest in 2015 as you know, little dash yeah. little kid. That was a long time ago. He was on the cover. Dash. He was on the cover. Yeah. Wow. It was like, you know, helping your, your child play better golf. So he was on the dash day at one point got more airtime than like most top 10 players on TV (laughs) all the time because Jason Jason day for about a year was unbelievable. I mean, he was the Mm -hmm. dominant force. Obviously Uh, he won like, what was it? Nine out of 16 events or something crazy like that, including the players, including the PGA won a couple playoff events. He won the FedEx. I mean, he won everything. Dash Day was there every time. It was like the kid didn't go to school. I know it's Sunday, but still, he's traveling. 
and he's running out on the green every time he became this star but yeah it was kind of it was pretty shocking to see him growing up i got i gotta say um and how many kids has day had since the last win it's yeah. and now ellie's pregnant another? again yeah she's she's pregnant again shout out ellie day I yeah mean, happy mother's day to ellie day all those moms. uh crazy crazy stuff cp what you know we've been talking about day though and and obviously i think he'd had what six top tens heading into this week been playing very well um you know the numbers were kind of back with the iron play especially um he's not he's not back to that level you know 2015 2016 he was the greatest putter of all time at least according to strokes gain so he's not quite back to that not making these like 50 footers left and right but you know i obviously this wasn't surprising but were were you kind of kicking yourself for missing this one or or what uh, I mean, he's probably in like the teens odds wise last week. I, I forget. It was pretty low. Um, yeah. It did feel like everyone kind of, I, I think someone wrote it in our gambling column with good reason, kind of jumped off the the day train, A, because of the odds and B, because he finally did seem to cool off a little bit at Quail Hollow and Just maybe yeah. in the start before that as well. So yeah, it's, it's one of those betting things, you know, when to get off the train, when to stay on it, when to hop on. So tough one, but uh, still, still felt a little out of nowhere. He was kind of a few shots back. I was trying to bet on our boy, Marty Dow, do however you announce it yesterday he morning, but my dough. local is terrible. I think it's dough, dough, yeah. a dough. deer. Um, dough a deer. Yeah. My local's terrible with the, with the live ads, um, which is a good thing for me. Yeah. I can never really. Me it always like geeks out like, Oh, it's too late. Or, Oh, this is off the board. Um, I guess, cause they're afraid, but, um, day was pretty good odds. I think day was like seven to one yesterday morning. And yeah. so was, so was our boy Marty who, if no one saw the story, how he got the name Marty is unbelievable. <laughs> so <laughs> and Kenny, Kenny Kim just quote tweeted me. Apparently the same thing happened to him when he was a kid, which oh really, I guess explains why Kenny. Yeah. Let me read the tweet. Same shit happened to me, of course. Kenny says that. Same shit happened to me. My Korean name is Jay Hyun. I was named Kenny by the first white paper in America. <laughs> oh, he's the best. Right. Kenny and so, Ma- and so Mar- Marty Joe him. said it was the kindergarten, right? Kindergarten teacher. Kindergarten Just- teacher said, your name's Marty now. And he was like, oh, okay. Pretty cool so, name. Uh, I'll give that name. Almost a cool story that. there. It- that one would have been really painful. I wrote about that Saturday to miss out on. He's a member at Craig, lives in Allen, Texas, Ooh. like eight minutes away. We're yeah. always hunting for the home game a- angle. Yep. And that obviously flew over all of our heads because he was probably 200, 100%. 250 to one and not really having the best year. But um, still a great finish. He and Austin Eckrode, good to see those guys um, have a good week and kind of hang with Scotty and and, and Jason Day. But um you tweeted about Myers amazing up and down on on seventeen oh. by day and awesome. uh, and then again on eighteen. That's what these winners do. They 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 close when they get the chance. So cool to see Day do it again. Yeah, it's like riding a bike for him. Obviously, I mean he hits <laughs> a, a poor approach on seventeen. It spins off and like I don't know the course, Steve. I don't know if you've been out there, but like even the angle they showed from behind, it looked like one of those where like the pins just on top of a ledge, and you have to like. But yep. I mean like an impossible shot and he chips it to, to a foot not even i so mean good. just an incredible under shades of the 2015 players right exactly and meanwhile um who is he playing with Si Wu 
has about a 12 footer for birdie. So like it's juiced it, gunned it. day yeah. behind there. And instead he maintains the one shot lead. And then on 18, it's the bad drive. He has to lay up. And then what a clutch wedge shot in the, the rain starts to cut. He hits it to two feet. I mean, unbelievable. Um, what a way to win for him. I, the only thing that ticked me off, I, I kind of said it. Yeah. I, I forgot who it was, but then Steve came on last week. And again, it made sense because the number was low, but the fade Jason day. So of course, two weeks in a row now, I do something quote smart. I took that Tom Kim, speaking of trains, Tom Kim matchup <laughs> right against day. And it's not like Kim, Kim actually barely made the cut and then played really well over the weekend. But obviously he lost to Jason day who won the, won the freaking tournament. So that was my smart bet. I last week I had tried a couple top tens. No luck. This week I tried a matchup bet, get slaughtered. So tough few weeks of gambling. We'll get it back this week. All right. Let's get it back because it'll be the nothing, day. nothing is worse than, than I had I had a good run on pucks and uh was kind of throwing money around yesterday. So I went very, very large on Scotty at minus 165 over Hatton. Um, I don't know if anyone saw what Scotty did on the last hole. Uh, I did. But that was to lose by one, two. Oh, no. my goodness. And I was going to say, and 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 when we talked to Michael Breed about this, he brings up Scotty's putting. I had flashbacks to the match play. Remember in extra holes, I think against Cam Young, he had a three-footer to win the match, and he bricked it. He misses yep. a lot of short putts. He's, he is very speed like with that it's crazy because it's scrambling so good yeah so it still gets up and down a lot mm-hmm. ricks a lot of short putts and and since he you know he's obviously added on but since he had that hot stretch last year his putter has really gone cold and yep. and and you notice it with some of these short putts so that, that and i that was a putt to get to um 22 i mean to 22 or tw- whatever he had a chance if day had made a bogey he could have um yep. been right there yeah so or I guess if they had just parred even, he would have been right there. Yeah, so that was a big putt. Um, but I didn't realize it was for your matchup. So yeah. Um, I will say at least we got to see it, the finish, because on the <laughs> floor, um <laughs> this is unbelievable. They have a great finish finally, but because of a two hour delay, they're about four holes behind. And they've got their two best players. Other than maybe Brooks Kepka, obviously, but you got DJ and Cam Smith going head to head. Brandon Grace was also in the mix too. Don't mean to disrespect him, but DJ and Cam Smith go to a playoff with Brandon Grace. And before that even happens, the CW switches off in almost it seems like the majority of markets. And I know in New York it was they went to Family Feud. I wasn't watching full hand up here. I was watching Jason Day, but they switched to um uh, family feud in new york they switched to something uh, ryan harrington telling us in connecticut murdoch mysteries never heard of it and then the oh, tweet- about the murdoch murders in South no, no 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 sorry this is like a show oh, like okay. it's like a canadian tv show no that would be more interesting actually. i was gonna say how many how many of these murdoch i know are no i'm sorry this is spelled like the proper way murdoch um you know the m-u-r-d-o-c I, the other one is out there with the spelling uh so that that's confusing i actually probably should clarify that in the post but one one market switched to a parade which by the way was that parade not going to be shown like i don't it was like in the middle of a parade it was so um dawson's creek modern family blackish uh swat i mean unit Penn and teller i mean it just crazy stuff that's what was on mine 
That's Penn what was on my TV. I had it on for all you oh, people yeah, Jersey. who think I'm a corrupt um, member of the corrupt golf media. I was hosting Mother's Day. I put it on because Byron Nelson ended. Mother's Love. My dad wanted to watch the women because they were playing at Upper Montclair. In, in oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, no, we got DJ going to a playoff here. I'm, I'm keeping this on. I go out on the deck to like start up the grill and come back in. Fucking Penn and Teller are doing some magic <laughs> trick or something. I was like, what the hell happened? I didn't, I didn't know. I had no idea what happened. So you lost, you lost a fan yesterday. Lost a fan. That's oh, tough. Come wow. On. You had CP, member of the Crup Media, converted, and CW <laughs> does the old magic trick. Yeah, the old live. Pull the rabbit the from the hat. It's gone. I was gonna make a joke about um cutting off like sawing off an assistant but then i realized i can't make oh. a joke with the saudis so that's bad yeah, can't do it but All right, wait a second though go ahead so there they have an app right like you could put on the yeah, app you can watch I, it on the app like all this chatter like you guys are like oh my god it's gone i went i downloaded the app i didn't have it and then i watched it like i actually wasn't right, but, watching you're it. but you're savvy you're a younger guy you're savvy i downloaded an app on my phone all right, so you can watch yeah, it. Steve I mean, Jobs. It, it's still Steve. Regardless, even if couldn't you, figure out the spinning wheel last week during our match play thing, but he's he's <laughs> superly with, with the CW app. <laughs> it was the Live app, not the CW app. Come oh, it was the Live app. <clears throat> yes, yeah, Live has app? a good app apparently, and I so I downloaded okay, it. So no, okay. I'm normally with Steve on this. Like yeah. old heads, come on, you can download. It's head. not that hard, but you like it's mother's day yeah if you're like me other people are hosting you're out you're not fucking downloading an app and airplaying yeah. it like come on it's fair it's fair I, the one thing i'll say is like cw is not like a sports channel like obviously Ooh. they have like mets games near that's us part of the problem but yeah. so that's well, now i now i have to have yeah. another app to watch 10 minutes of golf once a week what's a a my point is shows one. on it this is yeah. a new thing for them to like have to pause all the regular programming and like yeah. every affiliate is different. So they're just not set up for that yet. So, you know, that's why. Here's what I'll say. They knew that. And someone sent a clip in. It literally goes, a putt is rolling towards the hole. And then you see like Jerry Springer, <laughs> like it's the crazy, like they don't say like, so Oh, to keep watching, head over to our app, yeah. you know, like, and people are like, oh, the PGA Tour does that. First of all, the PGA Tour never does that in the final round, ever. And if they have, maybe if there's a – like maybe the Travelers Championship when it went to like eight play playoff holes, they would say, head over to Golf Channel to yeah. see the end of it, blah, blah, blah. Right. They like give you – this just like went boom. It shut off and was gone. Now you're right. You could get the app. You could even toss the app up on your TV if you're that good. I, I Sometimes I have – My thing is if you're still telling tough. point – if your selling point is we're the anti-PGA tour, we yeah. show a million shots, yeah. shotgun star, you can't, this can't happen. And I know there's on TV contracts now and all stuff more important people than me have to deal with. But if your whole selling point is we're so much better and different right. and you can see it all the time. And then this happens, it's like, all right, now you're just like a shittier version of the PGA tour with the same problems as. CBS and NBC. It's and, startup uh, life. They're they're gonna figure it out. Startup life. Yeah. Growing pains. Anyway, it was pretty tough. Um, so I know you know they had done that uh, team picker thing earlier in the year, and this was kind of like, what does your TV show that you got instead of live say about you? I was thinking, but this, <laughs> this is just it was all regionalized, and I I'm glad you got Penn and Teller CP. Um, 
I, again, I wasn't watching, or I guess I would have gotten uh, D- Dan tweeted in Brooklyn that they got uh, Family Feud. So, you know, it's an entertaining show. But anyway, anyway, again, to show that we're not just bashing live here, there were reports all week that it was the best crowds they'd gotten so far in the U.S. The crowds did look very healthy. Um, the course did not look healthy, Steve. The course looked horrendous in parts. I mean, it was, there were like parts that were like torn up. Was the tee box? I saw the yeah, tee box. box. <laughs> the tee box. Anyway, whatever. I mean, it's, uh, you know, um, but they did. It, it was a big week for them, and we killed them early in the year when you know their stars weren't playing well. Now their stars are playing well, and they get this, you know, dream playoff. And you know, a lot of people, the old heads, if you want to say, fine, couldn't watch it because it wasn't on TV. So, um, it was a missed opportunity for them. It was tough, even when they have a good week, they suffer a little setback. That's all. That's all I'll say. Yeah. DJ don't care. He won like eight million dollars last week. As DJ he doesn't care if anyone watched. No, he's DJ does not care. No. Um, and DJ's wearing like the old saddle foot joys. Yeah, how weird is that? With shorts. That's a Our bad look. Old colleague brought that up, Claire Rogers. She's like, this looks weirder than Tiger wearing foot joys. And I have to agree. Like, that's well, not I think, it's the co- I think it's the combo with the shorts, too. Yeah. It's so t- those sh- those shoes don't go with shorts. Correct. Yeah. yeah. They're like old man shoes. Yeah. Uh, if you're wearing all whites, maybe all whites, I think you could pull it off. True. True, but still, I don't know. It's it was weird. Yeah, so. and he's like Mr. Adidas. I don't know. So it's weird to see him rocking the the classic foot choice with the shorts. Yeah, it's very weird. Very weird. Uh, but anyway, again, he 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 doesn't care. He he did yeah. well. No. Um. Oh, before we get into our our Michael Breed to discuss the PGA Championship and other things, and again, we we really wanted to. We could have gone forever with this guy. He was he was great. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to say last week, Steve. When I saw the uh, the clip of us with Calvin Johnson and you're wearing like this snazzy polo, you're looking all sharp and I'm wearing this bum hoodie. And, I'm, and I said, I'm going to look better this week. And then lo and behold, I put on another old ratty sweatshirt <laughs> and I'm so, and I'm like thinking as we're taping, like these, this is going out on social and I'm wearing a sweatshirt that like I've worn for like two weeks straight, if I'm going to be honest, at least. Um, and, and it's just pathetic. And you had the nice, I don't know what that shirt was. Roback baby oh. with the Kentucky, uh, state flag. Oh, oh, logo. Free ads. Just free ads. Throwing out free ads. Hey, I, hey, I mean, out, you know, back, jump on, get in the mix. I bought, that was a gift also. That was not a, a oh, so there you go. From them. Uh, it was like wow. purchased by my mother. Shout out to my mom. Oh, to your mom. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. good taste. Cause that's a nice shirt. I also wanted to say Jason Day had a pretty sharp shirt, and that was Nike. So we're throwing out stuff all around. And it was a, there was a nice shirt at the Travelers Media Day when I won some uh, you know shop credit, and I had Mister Style next to me, and I was like, Marty, what do you think? And he was like, Yeah, cut it, pull that off. And I was like, all right. <laughs> no, anyway, I didn't get it. I'll stick with the basic shit. Um, but Steve, you you can do it. Um, all right, let's bring in Michael Breed. Obviously. Uh, golf instructor in extraordinaire and also tv personality radio personality uh you know tv actor as we as we found out as well from his little cameo in billions uh great chat with michael breed please have a listen to our chat with him right now experience the pga championship like never before with the pga championship fantasy game create a league with friends or sign up on your own to compete for prize packs 
of official PGA Championship merchandise and gear. Register today at pgachampionship.com slash fantasy. Again, that is pgachampionship.com slash fantasy or through the official PGA Championship app. All right. We are excited to welcome Michael Breed to the Loop Podcast. Michael, as anyone knows, hosts course record for CBS Sports. He'll be contributing to the network's On the Range coverage live from Oak Hill, airing Thursday and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on CBS Sports Network. And also, I got to say, this guy hosts a lot of other things, as we all know. A lot of different caps you're wearing, Michael. Uh, new uh, new breed of golf on Sirius XM uh, PJ Radio. And, of course, he's Golf Digest Chief Digital Instructor. So, Michael, A, how do you have time to do all this stuff? And, B, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, I'll answer B first. Thank you for having me on. A, you know what? I, I don't know. I I, uh, I I got a lot of good people around me, I guess, is the easy answer to that one. Just like you know, I mean, look, it takes five fingers to move a hand. And and um, I'm one of those lucky people, Peter Maurice and others, who uh, kind of help things along for me. So um, I will say it's it's an entertaining way to spend the day. And uh, there are there are seven days in the week. I can promise you that and I'm using yeah. all of them. <laughs> Now, now I understand you have an incredible setup at your your home, and uh, is are you coming from your home right now? Can I show you the yeah, setup? Show us, please. All right, hold on. Here we go. So we're gonna we're gonna lift this up. Yeah, this is not an easy thing to do, but there you go. There's the locker room. Ah, there we there go. Yep. That looks okay. familiar. Beautiful. And then there is. Yeah. Oh yeah. The studio. Very nice. And then there's the outside. So yeah. So you know what? It's uh it kind of it's kind of a nice way. We don't have a you'll forgive me for messing around with this. It's no, not um it's not a lot of traffic. I only run into traffic around the kitchen, but that's <laughs> you know, certain times of day. It's not like you know, we plan for it. Right, so, right. Um I'm I'm actually almost neighbors with you. I'm in Armonk, so I'm right. I'm You're right, right around the corner. Right around the corner, and I know right I'm Nathan and Snedeker and all those guys have been over there all these times. I've and they they've raved about your setup and everything. I've I've never seen it, but it's have you to gone to the Modern Barn? By the way, speaking of, oh, of yeah, that's, gone over that's there? the big that's the big birthday night out for the Mrs. and uh, yeah, uh, you know anniversaries. That's yep. a great restaurant. Yeah, great spot. You that's betcha. Right. A hundred percent. They got a nice steak, good broccoli. Make sure your body is getting the right nutrients. It's fantastic. Maybe they'll have a Oak Hill watch party there this week. You can set up there. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking more like an open championship watch party more than, more than the other. Yeah. Yeah, right? maybe. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, let's get into it. Obviously huge week on tap. Uh, it's even a busier week than normal. I assume for you, Michael, you get to do a lot with the PGA championship. Obviously you're a, a PGA professional yourself. Uh, just what, what does this week mean for you and, and how has it kind of evolved for you over the years? You know, it's interesting. Um, I was involved with the very first production online with the PGA of America when they first started doing that. Now that's going back, man, I want to say almost 15 years ago, mm. uh, maybe more than that. Um, on it was on uh, it was a Turner product at that point, um, and Brian Katrick and myself hosted it. That's where I first uh, met Amanda Balionis, now Amanda Renner. Yep. Um, did the show with with a lot of uh, 
a lot of very talented people, Fred Albers and, and others who, you know, we know from, from listening to it, but it was, it was really, really neat. And we kind of, you know, that's where we really kind of started doing all this stuff. Um, and then, I, and then it kind of eventually grew to where it is now, where all online stuff is now, as we sit here and do a, a podcast, right. Which was not anything that was right. done, you know, 15 years ago. So the evolution has been uh, remarkable, but what does the week mean to me? It's um, it's an interesting week because I end up knowing a lot of the individuals that are playing in the event from the PGA professional standpoint. And then also, too, I get a chance to really kind of um, and I have been involved with the PGA of America in various ways through the 30 years that I've been a part of the PGA of America um, as a class A member. But to be able to see these, uh, you know, individuals who qualify through the the. A PGA professional championship and then see them realize a dream. And in many cases, uh, see them stand on the 18th green with the winner of the championship, including a guy like Rob LaBritz, who now is out on the PGA tour champions. And, and so these are people that it's just, it's a little bit closer to home than the other majors. I've worked with a number of players and coached a number of players that have played in and had very good uh, major championships, but this is just a little bit different because these are the, the men and women that, you know, we go in and we see on a regular basis on a Saturday or Sunday morning for, uh, you know, the enjoyment of our game or, um, you know, the the betterment of our, our game. So we see them as coaches and players that we've we have seen these individuals doing the things that that um, they do for the betterment of the of the game of golf, not just, you know, the PGA of America, but the game of golf. And so it's a little bit closer to home. Um, and it's one that that obviously brings me great pride as a PGA professional. As you can see, by the way, if I twist this over there, you can see that PGA championship flag that's yeah. that's over there. Yeah, so Paige, yeah. And you know, this is another New York PGA. So, you know, wondering A, have you been up there? I know you said you're heading up um, you know, later today or tomorrow. And if so, if you've seen the changes after the restoration, what you kind of expect from that. You know, it's interesting. So I, I've talked with Jason Ballard, who's the PGA professional up there, and also to Andrew Green, who was the guy who who um, was really instrumental in in the changes. And um, there were a lot of really cool things that that um, have taken place. One of them is in talking to Andrew Green. He said, "You know, we really figured out what um, Donald Ross was trying to do with this property after going back and seeing the notes from the early 1900s that he made and what he was." what he was attempting to do. And so I think that, that that's a big deal. I think they brought back some of the runoff areas that, you know, we think about a PGA championship back in 2013 or even uh, 2019 when the PGA of America was last there with the seniors. Um, and, you know, we, we, what we're going to see is a very different, uh, a very different Oak Hill. We're going to see a golf course that is, the typical Donald Ross greens that are sort of the lifted up greens. We're going to see some runoff areas where the ball is going to move away from the, the whole location. And what I, what I kind of think is, is that that's going to um, make the options around the green a little bit more challenging. But I also think too, where it's different is this is a May PGA versus an August PGA. And so the grass will be a little bit hardier um, I, I do think that that distance is going to be a big part of of this uh, championship, and I think the fairways, from what I'm told by Jason, they the, the fairways are going to be at about 25 to 28 yards wide. Uh, um, 
there won't be as many trees, but the penalty in the rough, which is going to be very, very hardy, sort of a bluegrass, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be, it, it's going to make, you know, hitting the ball in the fairway a very important thing. And um, I'm looking forward to a golf course that is going to play very, very similarly to Beth Page, believe it or not, yeah. which was, you know, when, when they said that, and I remember this, Back in 2019, I believe it was, mm-hmm. um, at the PGA Championship at, at Beth Page. Maybe, what, was it 18? 19. 19 yep. I thought. Yep. That 18 in the upper left-hand corner throws me off sometimes. But 2019, and, and we remember everybody was saying that week that there were 10 or 11 uh, individuals that could win this because it was basically going to be a distance uh, PGA. And I kind of feel like that's the same thing. And particularly – um, the ability to drive the ball, but also move it left to right. The golf course tends to favor that left to right shot shape, particularly as you start to come down the stretch. 17 and 18 are, are uh, holes that move a little yeah. to the right-hand side. And so, you know, I think this is going to be a, a a championship that is going to be determined by club head speed and by shot shape and, and, um, and then also decision-making around the greens. So you just mentioned everything you just mentioned, obviously leans with the Bombers. They removed all the trees. This was a course that obviously Jason Duffner won at. I think Jim Furyk finished second. Do you think those guys are, you can kind of throw those guys out this week, the shorter hitter, accurate off the tees? Is that guy have, have no chance this week? No, I don't think that this is going to be like a winged foot where you're just going to see people just destroying the ball and, and, and then trying to, you know, recover from there. I think a lot of this is going to have to do with, um, you know, look, it's a, it's a full examination of the game. Kerry Hegg is going to set the golf course up a little bit different than we're going to see at a U.S. Open. Um, but what I, what I think is, is that in order for that player to have that kind of success, and you're talking about like a Brendan Todd type player, right. Who doesn't hit the ball very far. Um, I, I think that, that in order for them to have success, they're going to have to have real precision with their approach shots into greens. And I think that that you're not going to see a lot of birdies, but I think that, you know, I, I think the scoring is going to be sort of in the high, the winner's going to be in the high single digits. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll see a lot of people get there. But I think that um, you, you're, you're looking for a player who will make up for lack of distance with precision with the irons and short game. I think there are times at Donald Ross golf courses where if you hit the ball in the fairway and you're going to elevated uh, greens, that um, spin control will be an interesting thing too, because those fairways will be a little bit hardier. So that ball is going to sit up a little bit more. And I think players that have those shorter clubs into their, uh, into the greens are going to have to be mindful of the spin. And I think that's a, a, a big a big part of the week, but I, I, I think that I don't want to, I don't want to rule out the, the uh, slower club head speed player. I just think they're going to have to really have a phenomenal week to be a part of that, that come Sunday afternoon. Before we get into any, you know, picks then, and obviously, like you said, you're leaning towards the longer guys. I want to ask you, because you said those, you know, the PGA pros are the ones, you know, close to your heart, obviously who among that crop uh, could you see, making a little noise. Who's, who's the new Rob LeBritz of the bunch there? You know, um, it's an interesting one. Alex beach is a, he's from our area. He's a very good player and he's been working on his game hard. He made it through Wyatt Worthington is another guy who um, I I like his game a lot. 
Uh, and I haven't seen Wyatt play, you know, in a little under a year. Um, but the, the the scores that I saw that that uh, were shot out there, he played really, really nicely. Um, Michael Block is, mm-hmm. is probably the guy who I think is going to have the best chance. And I think J.J. Colleen, who played last week, missed the cut, but played last week. He's a he's a former tour player. And I think JJ will have a nice week, but I, I expect Michael Block to to play well. I think he he's a he's a guy who he's got all the club head speed that you want, shapes the ball quite nicely, um, is a very, very solid putter with a good short game. And um I, I think that I think it just kind of feels like with his experience, I think Block is a guy who who I'm kind of looking at at the end of the week. I think he's probably my low club pro. I like that. We we need wow. some odds on that. We need you know the yeah, draft kings of the world yeah, to come up with some odds <laughs> there. Uh, and Block's done it before, so I like it. Michael, yep. I'm, I'm curious. You know, as a Northeast guy, these tour players have been playing all their golf in the South this season. Now they're playing their first time in the Northeast. What do you think's the biggest adjustment? Uh, you know, coming here to Oak Hill uh, up in very northern New York. You know, this is. A, I love this question because. I had this conversation with somebody literally last night about the game of golf and is it moving away from the artistic form? Mm -hmm. And my response is, I don't know that it's been that artistic since, you know, launch monitors and statistics and everything have, have, have come into the game. And what, what's really fun for me is to see how players prepare for a round of golf. So what you're going to see this week is you're going to see varying temperatures. Yeah. You're going to see a high of 60 one day. You're going to see a high of 75 to 80 on one day. There'll be a little rain. What I What is phenomenal about launch monitors is they will tell you precisely how far that golf ball is traveling and where there was a time where you almost had to make, and you will have to make adjustments, but there was a time where you didn't have that. And so there was a lot more artistic kind of interpretation of predicting something that you didn't really know exactly what was going to happen. Well, now we measure everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's no longer guessing. It's now it's all knowledge. And so when I when I think about what I, I think the Northeast, yeah, but no, because you, you, you go over to. Uh, a U.S. Open at, at Pebble Beach, and the temperature was a little bit colder, and mm-hmm. and all of a sudden everybody's out there with their launch monitors. They go, well, you know what? I'm hitting it seven yards shorter. Mm-hmm. Okay, well they make the adjustment. It's no longer figured out by the time you get to the fifth tee. It's yeah, you right. figure it out well longer, well before you get to the first tee. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that um, the grasses will be something that you got to get used to. I think short game will be something that you're going to have to get used to, but. I don't worry about their ability to predict the distance that the ball is going to travel because they're so precise in, in, in what they do. And so I think the the real uh, challenge will be moving to the Northeast will be this really hardy grass that um, they're not going to be quite used to right now, but I think that it will take them no time to, to get used to it. Yeah, that makes sense. We've been talking about some some Met area guys. Cameron Young is obviously a Met area guy. Um, I'm assuming you followed his career like we have. Alex is a New York guy. 
Steve's a New Jersey guy. I used to work for the MGA and covered Cameron Young. Now he's on the cover of Golf Digest. No big deal. I'm just curious. What's it been like to, to watch his career, see where he is now, and, and how do you like his chances this week? So it's funny because uh, last year we kind of documented Cameron in his quest to get to Masters and then obviously in his quest to get to Tour Championship and all that. And um, it was it was incredibly fun to to watch it because here's a guy who we obviously – we're well aware of that others weren't that well aware of. And we were trying to, to get him more well-known. Well, to your point, now he's sitting on the cover of golf digest and he's doing ads while we're watching the, you know, PGA tour and all that. Um, And so it's, it's, so it's been wonderful to see. And David Young is a guy who I've known for a long, long time. In fact, um, I proudly took David down at Westchester country club in a playoff and when we were assistants, when we were both assistants, wow. and this goes back into 19, I think it was 1988 or 89. I can't wow. tell you that it was which year it was, but um, and so I've known I've known this family for the uh, longer than I've been in the, uh, a Class A member of the PGA of America. But wow. anyway, that's great. So, what are my expectations for Cam? I think this. I think that last year Cameron was in the uh, throws of getting to um, a level in his game where we all know who he is. He went from not being a, a top 20 player in the world and not even close to now being a top 20 player in the world. Well, what comes with that are these added responsibilities. And the added responsibilities are interviews. They are endorsement deals. They are corporate days. They His time is now getting stripped away from him. And what we're seeing is um, the sophomore year after a great freshman year. Mm. And what I, my expectation is this, I think once Cam gets all this all figured out, I think Cam's going to get back to the, to the Cameron Young that we're used to. And he's a very, very, very good competitor. um, And he knows how to score. But I think that his challenges have been managing his time. And I think that it takes time, just like, you know, somebody wins a major championship and they've never done that before. And now their time is going to, you know, everybody wants their time. And the same thing has happened for, for Cam. And so you've seen some of his statistics drop off a little bit and his performance has dropped off a little bit. And what I think is, is that he will eventually figure that out. And when he does, he's going to be, he's going to be fine. Um, does he figure it out this week? I think all all signs point to, yeah, he's got the game to do everything that that he should be able to do. And, and it being a bombers type experience, I think club head speed is an enormous advantage for him, particularly if he misses fairways. Mm-hmm. But the putter is something that uh, I'm not quite sure about this year. And he switched to the, the, um, uh, the claw putting stroke. And so I, I don't, I I'm, I'm optimistic that it's going to be a nice week. I, I'm not necessarily optimistic that he's going to win, but I think it's a top 25 week for him um, just because he's that talented and the golf course lends itself to, to his style of play. All right. So that being said, uh, and I had done a ranking a couple of weeks ago and I, I was like, maybe I overreacted to Brooks Kepka at the masters. I had Brooks Kepka as my number one guy. You're saying you're throwing out the uh, the Beth Page 2019 comp, so I'm feeling a lot better about Brooks Kepka. <laughs> uh, who 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 would be in your 
top five guys then uh, heading into the week? And, and is Brooks Kepko one of those guys? You know, it's interesting because I think I think um, the live stuff, it's they're getting more comfortable. Everybody's getting more comfortable with it. But I still think it's it's pretty early. And I think that in light of what happened with um, the USGA and, and Taylor Gooch, there's still there's sort of that that chip. I think the chip on the shoulder is, is where Kepka kind of operates best. Yeah, and I think you know when I think about Brooks, we his nickname was Chip forever because <laughs> that guy plays great when he's got the chip, right? Um, but I still think that you know there's a part of me that that I'm not quite sure what to what to expect from him. I love the pick. I think if if they didn't have to deal with all the things that they uh, are dealing with, I think that. You know, you would probably see him, you know, contend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't know that that I don't know what to expect. You know, uh, frankly, I haven't really watched a lot of the live golf. I certainly haven't watched um, the the practice of it. And I, I don't I don't really I don't know that I could go out on the limb and make that prediction. But I do think this if Brooks Kepka is playing his style of golf. This is a golf course that will suit him nicely. I think the same thing is true with Dustin Johnson, who we all know just won out there, because um, this is a, a a faders a faders golf course, and it is going to rely on you know driving the ball and and driving it far. Um, so you know, do I see Brooks in the top five? I, I would say probably top fifteen, but I don't know that I would put him in that top five. I like. I love John Rahm. Okay. I um I think I think Scotty Scheffler I still have some questions about his putting after what I watched. You know, he's 102nd on the PGA Tour in strokes gained putting and and um the the statistics sort of in that 15 to 20 foot range which I think you're going to see a lot of is not great. Mm. Um his statistics, you know, from 4 to 8 feet, I think he's outside of the top 120 on the PGA tour in four to eight feet, which I think you're going to have a lot of those putts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wonder if he's going to be able to, to figure out uh, the putting. Now this has sort of been an ongoing issue for him since masters. Uh, it wasn't a great putting week for him at Augusta national. It wasn't a great putting week for him at the RBC. And, and um, this past week at the AT&T, if he'd have made the putts, you know, we all have that. Well, I should make this. If he'd have made the putts that he should have made, you know, he, he quite possibly would have won that um, that event. The the putter, I mean, he hits it up there. He hits a great bunker shot on 18 on the last day, and he's got three feet and he misses it. And and you just kind of go, what? Yeah, like yeah. that meant nothing. He wasn't going to win the tournament. He just couldn't knock this in. Like it almost becomes easier for him because he, it means nothing, and yet he couldn't make it. And so I I still have my reservations with. With Scotty, I'm not quite sure what to expect from Rory McIlroy, um, but you know my go-to guy this week is is uh, Rombo. I just I just like where he is, um, and my dark horse is Keegan Bradley. Oh, yeah, right. mm-hmm. Northeast. I really connection. like Keegan. He's he's having a great ball striking year. He's obviously got the win. He's he is his putting is 
very good. I think he's like 51st or something like that in strokes game putting. Short game is solid. Um, and these this is a style of golf course. While he might not have played it, um, this is a style of golf course that that he's going to feel quite comfortable on. He's played it, he played it obviously back in 2013 mm-hmm. uh, when the PGA Championship was there last. But it's a different golf course now, and um, and I think he's just he sees this he sees these types of golf course really really well, and it feels almost feels like a home game for him. And so I, I expect him to have a good week. I like it. Last one for me, Michael. I'm curious your thoughts on one guy who's, you know, when it's the PGA week, we're we're always curious about Jordan Spieth and how he's going to do. And, you know, just like Scotty, it's been kind of the putting um, that's held him back. But, you know, curious just from what you've seen of his swing and, you know, what he's working on with McCormick and where his game's at, because he's been really close a lot this year, just hasn't gotten it done yet. Yeah, I, I think um, there's a lot to be excited about with with Jordan. I think the one thing is the wrist. You know, he he had to withdraw last week, and 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 that was a that's a tournament that he really wanted to play. You know, he's a Texas kid. This is a almost a home game for him, and he had to withdraw. And so, you know, you wonder how much practice time he's had. What the what the wrist like I, that the whole thing to me is is Jordan and and the wrist. If mm-hmm. it's a good wrist, what do I expect? Um, well, I uh, you know again you go back to Beth Page. He had a great he had a great PGA Championship at Beth Page. I think he finished third. Yeah, good during sign, a man. period of yeah. time where he was really nowhere near being on his game. Right. Um, and so and so you know the expectation is that. Uh, I think he's going to have a good week. It's also one of those weeks where, and I haven't seen this, so I don't know this for a fact, but they've taken out a lot of trees. And when I talked to Jason, he he had a line, which Jason worked at Augusta National like I worked at Augusta National. And we sort of have this line, which uh, we use, which is correct. And it is this. I said to him, you know, have we taken out hundreds of trees or thousands of trees? And he's taken out and he says, we've taken out the right amount of trees. Right. And that is that's the type of response that you expect from somebody that has had the schooling that that we have had at Augusta National. Right. And so when you play a major championship and you're errant and, and what can happen with Jordan is he can get errant off the tee. And when he gets errant off the tee. Um, at a major championship, it's almost a bigger advantage because the areas around the fairways are kind of trampled down a little bit. Sure. And you really have a, 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 a greater opportunity, provided that the trees are not preventing you from getting where you want to get to. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the answer is, I don't know what it looks like in the errancy um, with his tee shot and, it, and his driving is better. His clubhead speed is better. The putting is like all of it's better, but the errancy is not. And that's one of the things that I worry about with JT. And it's one of the things that I worry about with with Jordan. So um, I, I I start first and foremost with his wrist, and then after that, you know, is it good? Is it bad? And then what does it look like when he is um, uh, off the fairway by a lot? And I'll add one other thing, and this is wrists really scare me when you go to major championships with Hardy Ruff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so if this was a U.S. Open, I'd be very very cautious because. What you don't know is you make that one swing. And I worked with a player, Chris Smith, who had a bad wrist. And it really was, I don't want to say it was crippling, but it's certainly debil- debilitating. And so when I when I think of, of this, if he gets a bad lie, 
and he's got to go at one. Now, what are we going to get? And and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if um, it wouldn't surprise me if something like that happened and he had to withdraw in the middle of the of the event. I'm not saying it's going to happen, and, and Lord knows. I don't want it to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if that news came out on a Friday or a Saturday. Right. Yeah. With all this rough, that makes sense. Yeah. Last one for me. Um, we saw how well he played at the Masters. He's fully healthy, even though he's one of the older guys. Can Phil Mickelson um, contend this week? Can Phil Mickelson contend this week? I mean, he can contend any week. <laughs> I think um, – I think the whole thing for Phil is going to be, can he drive the ball into play? This is not going to be uh, like playing the ocean course. It's mm -hmm. not going to be that type of, of golf course. And I do think that um, with Phil, I, I think the, the, the advantage will seem to be, he's, I don't see him making a lot of big numbers. And I think that, you know, with Phil, you know, it's not quite like a PGA championship at uh, winged foot. It's not like a U.S. Open at winged foot. Um, and we all know, you know, the success that he had at winged foot. It'll feel like that style of golf course, two different architects, but it's that style of golf course. But I worry about what goes on with with Phil as Phil is um, navigating a golf course that he might not be as familiar with. He did. He played wonderfully at Augusta National, but he knows that golf course as well as anybody. And it can, it, you know, you can have some leniency off the tee. And what I worry about with Phil is, you know, Phil has that tendency. He likes to move the ball right to left. And everybody talks about what an advantage that is at Augusta National, that right to left shot. Well, up here, I don't know that that's necessarily um, the advantage for Phil. So, um, you know, it, look, it wouldn't shock me if he missed the cut. It wouldn't shock me if he made the cut. It would shock me if he was in, in the top 20. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, we got to wrap up here. We got to have you back another time, Michael, because we wanted to get some <laughs> tips. I have my alignment sticks already here. I want to see the swim oh, noodles. noodles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no swim noodles. But I, I, look, if I see that on enough videos, I'll, I'll go ahead and get some swim. I'll do anything. <laughs> But uh, we'll do that another time. But before we wrap up, I just one quick thing. You were in Billions, and I said to everybody, you see Michael Breed everywhere. You I mean, <laughs> everywhere. You were in an episode of Billions. How did that come uh, come about? That sound seems like it's pretty fun. Alex, this is one of my favorite stories. So, All right. <laughs> what I what I tend to do is at the end of the day, before I shut my studio down, I always check my email. So it's right around eight or nine o'clock, depending upon. Uh, the day anyway. So I go into the studio, I'm shutting it down and I'm looking at the emails. So right at the bottom, you can see 30 emails or whatever. So I start scrolling through and there's this one email that comes in. I'm a producer from billions. Now I don't believe it or not at the time that I get this, I don't watch billions, but my okay. wife is watching billions and she's telling me about billions and I'm, and it's just, when I open it, it's just kind of one of those where you're not really sure exactly what it is. Yeah. So, but it's got a telephone number. So I pick up the number, I make a phone call and this person answers and she says, um, yeah, hi, I'm, uh, you know, we, uh, 
Brian Koppelman is a big fan, and uh, he wanted to see if you wanted to to come on to Billions, um, and uh, and it, and the email had shown up like five hours earlier. She said, but in the meantime, we've asked Jim Furyk <laughs> if he would like to do it, and Furyk has agreed. Oh my god! So I said, well, look, you know, I don't I don't know what you've got going on, and and um, but I'm happy to do, you know, if you guys still want me, I'd love to do it. Um, and I certainly appreciate the ask and so on and so forth. So as soon as I hang up the phone, I walk into my wife and I go, I printed out the email because I wanted her to see this. And I go, sweetheart, just take a peek at this. And she reads it and she looks up at me and she goes, you've got to be kidding me. And I go, no, I just spoke with the woman. They got Furyk, but, um, you know, there's they're thinking that maybe they can figure something out and get me in there. So she's going nuts. And so, and they say at Billions, we, you can't say anything to anybody about this. So I say, right. sweetheart, you can't say anything to anybody about this. Hmm. And they call me back uh, the next day and they go, you're in, here are your lines. Wow. And so, um, so I need, needless to say, uh, pretty exciting. I go in there and, and, um, you know, I'm kind of laughing and I'm having some conversations with everybody. And I, I, do you have golf balls? Do you have shoes? And so I bring in a bunch of stuff for everybody. And of course, Titleist and Footjoy are all thrilled that they're a part of it. And uh, anyway, so I go in and I have no idea what I'm, I mean, I have no idea what to expect from this. And uh, so I, I'm familiar with my lines, but I don't know them like absolute, Right. right? I kind of figure it's like a practice round. You're going to go in there, you'll go through a couple little different things, and then, you know, no big deal. We are shooting right away. I mean, it is on. And I complete. I've got two lines that I have to deliver. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking that it's maybe an ad lib. So one time I deliver one line, one time I deliver another line. And finally, the guy comes in and he goes, uh, he, he, he just walks in. This is like the third take. Yeah. And he comes up to me and he goes, listen, um, we would love it if you could just say your lines. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, yes, sir. I got it. I will tell you this. So we shot that 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 segment of the show was probably four minutes, yeah. maybe. Maybe, yeah. We shot it 50 plus times. Oh <laughs> One camera, all these different oh angles and everything. I messed up my two lines. I messed up probably 10, maybe <laughs> I would say it was definitely the over. It might have been more than 10, but it was it was at least 10. Wow. And Paul Giamatti didn't miss a single line. He didn't wow. miss a single intonation, not a single facial expression, nothing. Wow. It was literally like to the point where I felt like I'm this is actually literally happening. Yeah. And so <laughs> when it was over, I I, I, we're walking back to the trailers. We all have our own trailer. Like I had my own trailer. It's wow. amazing. And I said to him, I go, I said, uh, I said, Paul, I, I, I want you to know this. I have, I have helped coach some of the best players that have played the game of golf ever. I have been around it. I know what it looks like. I've never been in this arena, so I don't know what it looks like. And you did something today that I had no, I was totally unfamiliar with. And what you did was you made the make-believe believable. Mm -hmm. And um, that is an amazing talent. And it was really cool to see that talent at that level. They were all very, very good. 
but he was the one who I sort of, we had some, some mutual friends and we had some conversation uh, and it was, it was, it was honestly, you know, it was unforgettable. It was an unforgettable day. That's and, so cool. uh, have you talked yeah, to Furek cool about this? I'm still getting residual checks. From <laughs> there you go. Nice. That's what it's all about. Hell yeah. yeah what happened to, what yep. happened to Furek? What happened to Furek? He, he just, you know him? what? I back in the bus. with <laughs> 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 It's good yeah, to be I'm first wondering. alternate. You know what? Yeah, I mean, the guy's a President's Cup captain, but I got him! Hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What would, uh, what would, what would 19, what, 1988 assistant pro Michael Breed say to, to billion star Michael Breed? <laughs> uh, wow. I, I, what I would say is this. Do your seatbelt, because you're never going to believe the ride that you're going to go on. And, and <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, I have done things that I never imagine i've been in movies i've been in television i have coached players to winning on the pga tour the lpga tour the the uh pga tour champions i have had the opportunity to help people win in the metropolitan section mm-hmm. i have coached um and hired individuals that have played in pga championships i've played a pga tour event i played a number of events on uh the dot-com tour in 1988 if you'd have told me all the things that were going to take place in my life, I would have, I would have said, you got to be kidding me. Um, and, but what I will also say is this, and you all know this because you have the same mindset. And that is, you know, my dad always told me that hard work will pay off. Mm. Preparation will pay off. And um, it has. And the other thing that he told me was, Surround yourself with good people because you're going to learn a tremendous amount from them on how to do things right and how to not do things because they're going to have experience. They're going to say, listen, don't do this, do this. And you're going to see their behavior and you can learn from good and you can learn from bad. And so, you know, fortunately, I, I, I've been lucky. I've been really, I've been really lucky. Um, and so that's probably, you know, what I would say is this ride is going to be an amazing one. And you know what? It's, it, I mean, I look at this studio in my house and it still <laughs> is, it's an amazing, it's an amazing journey. Yeah. That's well, cool. we're glad the journey took you to our podcast today, Mike. Thank you so much for all your time. I know this is the, you know, the feather in the cap of, of the career. Of well, that's what I was saying. No, the feather in the cap is when I get the invite back. You know what? Like, if oh, you would definitely play golf with back. them, right? We've got this nice little foursome going on right here. Yeah, they ask cool. you to play golf. If you don't get the invite back, you know, it did not go the way you'd hoped. And so what I'm hoping is yeah. I get the invite back and things work out the way we want. So hundred hundred percent. We'll make that happen for sure. Well, and then hopefully, you know what, we get a chance to reciprocate. I can bring you guys on a little bit onto onto my radio show. We can talk a little bit about get your thoughts on uh, what's going on. But in the meantime, guys, I appreciate it very much, and uh, congratulations on everything you guys are doing. It's fun to watch and fun to be a part of. Thank Thanks, you so Michael. much, Michael. Safe have a great week up, up there. Have a, yep. have a great week up there at Oak Hill. We'll see you around. Are, are you guys going up there? Am I going to see you guys up we there? Not, we we're are not. We're actually not. Yeah. Not it's a smaller crew this year. Yeah. But, a little smaller. But yeah. next we will, year. We'll cross yeah. paths. Next, next year. year. Listen, we got to lift this. We got to lift this this pod up to like 12, 15 million views, and then we'll get that. <laughs> then you guys yeah. will be there. Okay. We'll yeah. have our studio yeah. too. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go get them, guys. Let's go get them. Thanks, Michael.
Okay guys, for those of you who live with all four seasons like me up here in the Northeast, golf season is finally upon us. We've got temperatures in the 70s. It's beautiful out. No more simulators, no more putting on the carpet. We made it. And what tends to go hand in hand with golf season? Trying to get better each and every year. As you may or may not know, Golf Digest Schools is your home for our premium video golf lessons from some of the greats like Butch Harmon, David Ledbetter, and Michael Breed to the guys on tour, including the best player in the world, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Max Homa, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, and many, many more. Whether you want to add yards off the tee, you want to cure your slice, you want to cure your hook, you want to stop three-putting, we've got over 800 video lessons, and we can guarantee you we've got the solutions for all of your faults. But wait, there's more. Sorry, had to do it Billy Mays style. We're offering 30% off with promo code MEMORIAL. That's all caps MEMORIAL. That offer ends Monday, May 29th. Go to schools.golfdigest.com and start improving your game today. Thanks again to Michael Breed for joining us. Loved him rocking the Golf Digest uh, logo there, although we were just joking. We we all wish we had uh, nice merch like that, Golf Digest yeah. merch. I have a one day, one day we'll be on his yeah. level well, where we, maybe. Know, we get sponsored by Golf yeah. Digest. Yeah, I mean, we're like, we're, we're throwing out random uh, shouts to uh, apparel companies on this show, just begging for traps, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, my Michael's great, and and we're not kidding. We got to have him back on to do. We should do some sort of lesson thing. Actually, yeah. be a great video thing. To be honest, I'm thinking right here. I, got I need a lesson so bad. After I mean, it, right? CP and I played last week uh, with our boy Sal Goodman out at a uh, Pelham Country Club. It was it was bad, and it's been a while since I got a lesson. So I might have to hit up Michael. Dude, I live like five minutes away from Michael Breed. Yeah, I you mean, know, it his, sounded his, like you could get the the invite. Yeah, I know, I know, I, I probably could. I, I, I've heard it's a sick place. It was it was nice to at least see it on his computer, but uh, <laughs> it, it looks pretty dope. He's got a, he, he built this brand new setup, I guess, a few years ago. I don't know if it was because of the pandemic or it was during. Anyway, whatever it was, I mean, he does a lot of stuff from there because it's it looks pretty awesome in there. Um, all right, well, I'm glad we brought up our games because. We have a huge announcement to make here. This is breaking news, although we, I guess we kind of broke it on Twitter last week. Um, Chris Powers and I will be teaming up in the inaugural Golf Digest Open, a.k.a. the GD Open, uh, a.k.a. Golf Digest new two-man event. Um, we will be playing in one of the eight qualifiers, right, Steve? Eight qualifiers yep. at, at a course that Steve is very familiar with. That's why Steve, Steve's not playing. It really wouldn't be fair. It's his home course. Wachung Valley. Um, I've already come up with a hashtag because you need a hashtag for everything these days, and it's watch out Wachung because that where we're coming. Me and CP. Although CP, what is going on with your game? Uh, Steve, it just said you guys are chopping it up at Pelham. I know you've been saying all year you have a lack of pop. Uh, what's going on? Gotta get that handicap up. In fairness, that court, if I could come in eking and I would probably struggle to break 90 at that course. That's the type of You've played there, right, Myers, or or no? Not yet. Yeah, Pelham, we're talking about. Pelham Country Club. I uh, I used to I used to work there, so I played on Mondays, and then I also you know that stretch where you cross through the street. Yep. I used to literally park there on Mondays and just walk out there. Oh, amazing! Out there, <laughs> also parked there for some other things, but we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> go ahead. It was a great, a very secluded 
uh, area. Yeah. Catch, catch the drift there. Uh, yeah, it is secluded. It boxes you in. I don't do <laughs> well at courses that box me in and say, you have to hit this club right to this spot. I, I like courses that uh, you hit it and you go find it and try and make par from there. And that's not Pelham, 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 however you say it. Um, you got you to gotta target golf. You got to shot shape your way around there. Um, and I'm Watch always wide open bad. for you. Watchung is wide, wide open. That's why I'm, I'm gonna be, I'll, I'll be frank. I'll be fine there, Myers. It'll be July. Um, yeah, you'll Watch be back. Wide open, can swing with impunity, as they say. Right. Um, that's not the case here. Once I, all it takes is a little bit of doubt for me on a tee box, and it's going to be a, a long, long day. Double out of the gate. Had to make like a twenty footer on two to make bogey. Oh, um, that's a double, double, double. It's just a double. Those courses are double fests for me. I just can't keep it. I can't no. keep it on the in 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 between the lines. You know, number one used to be a par five, and it was an easy par five. Yeah, and what I've a tough par four. four. I've heard it's a par four now, which I like even imagine. Um, can't that, miss left. If you yeah. miss right, you're blocked out. Not good for me. Yeah, I like to miss the, uh, place. We we have to talk about the 14th hole quickly because CP was up on the hill. I, do you remember this hole, Myers? There's a huge rock outcropping to the right side. Oh, See, they changed the... they changed the routing too, so okay. I, I might I would probably know the hole, but I, it might not have been 14. You tee off from like the halfway house, like there's two tee boxes close to the halfway house, and yes. this is the 14th hole up the hill and then down to the left, great yes. green. Yes, CP is to the right, like right next to this rock outcropping, like has a shot. And no, I, I didn't. I didn't. Not really. He was. <laughs> blocked, I thought I did. He thought he did. I turned to Saul. We were playing with him. And I was like, dude, we should be videoing this. He's if he shanks this, he could kill himself. He shanked it and almost killed himself. It, oh like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a shank. It was a blade. OK, I, thought I could hit like some kind of miracle flop shot. While I'm shooting one million, <laughs> you almost killed yourself. I'm going to pull the Phil Mickelson shot out of my ass. Right. And yeah, I just completely lifted up. And I don't know how the ball missed me. I really don't. I like felt it go through my legs or something. I couldn't tell you where it, where it went through, where it landed. Wow. And then just like a dog Even hot. chipped and chipped and chipped my way up for. That's probably an eight, but yeah, um, hit a tree next year. USJ shot. handicap <laughs> system says we can only take double. So I took my double and and that was that. Wow. Tough. Tough start to the well, just to highlight the lack of pop. That whole last time I played there was Saul and Andy Lack. Hit an amazing drive that stayed up on the left side of the fairway. Mm-hmm. Seven iron and made a great par. This time I, I actually had turned right to left. I think Steve was in the bathroom. He would have said something. He would have been like, oh, it drew. It was like 70 yards short of my drive Ooh. the last time I played there. And Ooh. obviously it rolled down the hill, which played yeah, a factor. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, there's no, I mean, this is and like you, a and you turned, yard you turned drive. It over. Yeah, you turned it over and it still didn't go. It's anywhere. just, I played with a guy on Friday. I actually, um, Friday night went out. Got it back a little bit. Felt feeling a little better. Okay. But this guy commented on it, and I've noticed it. My I hit the spinniest. I should have asked Breed about it. Yeah. He, the guy was like, I can hear it spinning like in the air backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's not going anywhere. It's going yeah. like 215 yards. It's emasculating. You must be hitting down on it. Like just I crazy. yeah, I need like yeah. a whatever 
the fixes on how to get some overspin. Yeah. We got to get Breed back on for that. We got to get Breed back on, especially ahead of uh, the GD Open. Um, oh, this, this is good too, because we'll, we'll start kicking off our, uh, our, uh, the loop met golfer of the year. Uh, oh, that's right. Saying again, uh, yeah, we got match play. We champ, got we're going to have match play coming up. Steve is the commissioner. Once again, um, we got a yeah. full field. Once again, a 33 people, right. One playing match. Uh, that was exciting with the draw for that. Um, we obviously will be in the, the thing together. GD open. Uh, you guys played Augusta already. So you guys are way ahead. Um, I I actually I've told you guys I just happened to be playing the same day Burning Tree uh Country Club in Greenwich like right near where I live kind of I mean a back roads through by the way the the sickest houses I've ever seen I pulled over and took a picture of one um, <laughs> these people would die if they woke up and they were only in the top 1%. I mean that's I mean it's, it's like the it is the point zero one of the one it's absolutely insane these back roads getting to burning tree um and and it's a spectacular course really nice beautiful course um i I told you guys i'm i'm proud but i'm also because i haven't played much but 35 on the front one under and then 45 on the back so i ended up with my usual 80 81 uh in a very weird way so like i came away very disappointed upset but I was also like, ah, you haven't played much. You shot one under the front. That that never, I mean, that's, I do that once a year, maybe. So um, very weird. So yeah, I wanted to talk to Breed about that too. How to, you know, close out a round when, when you're cooking. Um, Here's but- a good debate, a live, live debate that just popped into my head. Cause it kind of goes hand in hand with the way I've been playing recently. Um, and I played with a guy on Friday who did what you did Myers, but he did it in reverse. He shot like 49 on the front. I, I usually would go in reverse. Yeah. yeah. Reverse. And then he turned it on and shot like 30. I knew, I knew the guy could play, could tell by a swing. He was just chopping it up on the front. Yeah. I think he went 49, 38. I went 42, 42. And I've done that like five times now this year. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, it, I was like, I would rather have the good nine, bad nine. Like, yeah. Then the yeah. boring ass. 42 42 with seven bogeys and a two part like i would rather turn it on on the back or turn it on on the front and limp i really would it just makes you feel a little more confident i feel like having a having a good nine in your back pocket yeah i was gonna say that's a great debate and and maybe that's part of the reason why i don't have the right mindset but like when i was i knew i was one under obviously once i birdied the third hole and i like was in my head like come on shoot a under par nine shoot a and as soon as I parred nine, it was like, boom. And it was almost like a round. You, you know, for some reason, uh, yeah. like nine holes. Weight off your shoulders. Like, right. It's like a weight off my shoulders. And it's like something I can say, oh, I shot a 35. I shot a one or a nine. Like, it's it's like, and then it was like, eh, whatever. But like, obviously, you know, I didn't keep going. I was even through 12. And then I just, I mean, eight over on the last six holes. But yeah, I don't, I, yeah Steve, how do you feel with that? Would you rather have the... I obviously I'd rather have the good nine seconds. So you leave the course yeah. feeling better. I mean, make the, yeah, make the exactly. pace better. my buddies were like, what do you mean you didn't break 80? Cause they also want my handicap to go down. Right. Too. So they were accusing me of club pro shenanigans. By the way, it was a differential of 6.5 as an 80. I mean, if I hadn't just shit the bed, this would have been like a huge thing. My handicap would have gotten slashed, but right. yes, yeah, Steve, I mean, you want to walk away feeling good, I guess, but. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm at a point, you know, I'm worse than you guys. I would rather the consistency. And I also am not good enough to put together like a one under round or even like if I'm two over or three over, like I could count on one hand in a year. How many times I'll do that? If I break 40, it's like, oh, my God, I'm cooking. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I feel like I'm at the level where consistency is more important. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to hear about your round ever, but like. A 35, 45 is a story. 42, 42 is like the most boring story you could. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Right. So I can, and like you said, it's in my back pocket. I have the 35. It's like, wow. Okay. I I could actually play. There's something there. Um, But then Mm -hmm. it was like, no idea what happened on the back. Um, We could see some 45s at Oak Hill. You never know. It looks like it's going to be a a tough (laughs) course. Um, Could, could be tough. Um, you know, we'll see some great scores as well, because as, as Michael Breed said, these guys figure out everything from the conditions to, to, you know, the weather to everything else. They, they have it all down with, with numbers and technology and everything, but, um, you know, let's get some, let's some, get some picks here, guys. Uh, Oak Hill, I'll just stay at the top. Oh, it just changed. Scotty Scheffler is actually the favorite right now. I'm, I'm stunned. He, he had tied with Rom. He was plus 750 on DraftKings. Uh, so was Rom. Now he now Rom's down to plus eight hundred. I mean, you know, basically co-favorites. Rory's down to fourteen to one. You got Cantley sixteen, Xander six, Xander sixteen. Wow, Brooks, my pick twenty. Uh, I when I first picked him in the, our thing, it was he was twenty eight. So I thought, you know, twenty eight on Brooks is a great bet. Day slashed from forty to one to twenty five, um, and he's with uh, Tony Finau twenty five. So, guys, uh, what are your thoughts right now as we? Head into this second major of the year. Can I do a minute on the golf course? Oh, sorry, Steve. Right? See, yeah. I jumped you on yeah. the course. Uh, Steve, go ahead. Uh, it's a major. We'll let you talk about Oak Hills. All right. It's it's worth talking about. It's a top 25 golf course in the country. Oak Hill Country Club just underwent this you know, enormous restoration. I think Andrew Green called it a sympathetic restoration. So, you know, didn't restore everything back. And Michael talked a lot about, um, you know, he talked to Andrew Green too. So we don't need to go too deep, but I talked to a few caddies yesterday who were on site. They can't believe the bunkers, um, both fairway bunkers and greenside bunkers that Andrew Green put in a place. And, you know, some of them will be like, you have to kind of chop it out. If you're at the front of the, these greens, you're not going to really be able to advance it too much. If you're kind of middle or front, uh, it'll be fine. But, you know, these are true hazards. Um, I think you know everyone is making the Beth Page comparison, which I think is very apt. I think Wingfoot is also a pretty good comparison too, because, you know, what we saw there and what Bryson did was just bomb it everywhere, which everyone expects people to do at Oak Hill. But I think the biggest difference people don't talk about with Bryson, what he did was his short game was so damn good, but he was also able to run up the ball. You know, all the greens at Wingfoot, like Tillinghast greens are so tough, but you're able to run them up like the openings in, in front. Like there's, there's usually not bunkers there. And Oak Hill is kind of the same way. There's only three holes where, you know, there's bunkers in front or, you know, it's really steep uphill where you can't just kind of, run it up with a chip shot or a little punch. So I think it could play pretty similar to Wingfoot where, you know, guys are just bombing it as far as they can. Um, there will be a few guys. There always are plotters who find their way to the top of the leaderboard. But um, yeah, distance, I agree with Michael. It's going to be pretty paramount here, um, but it, it should be good. I mean, these greens are 
are very good. Uh, obviously, Donald Ross uh, originals, and there's there's some brutal holes. It was 630 yard par five, the 13th, I think it is. That's going to be a three shot hole mm. for most people. So it's going to be a good one. CP, who you like? Sorry. <laughs> Eating on the pot again. Oh, what? <laughs> Everyone's going to rip you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm thinking about going uh, back to the uh, old reliable of Brooks and D, just the Brooks and DJ card. Brooks That's DJ cool. card. I like it. Was it was like ancient history when we used to do that. Remember That's that? That's right. Yep. That's right. Um, we got Brooks, like I said, up at 20. DJ is, uh, where is he? I thought he was 28. 28. Yeah. That's crazy off the win. No. It is a little crazy. Yeah. Um, I like it. The the only bet I've made so far, by the way, some people were talking about it, and now he's down to 30 to 1. I saw him 28 before. I got Cam Smith on Saturday at 50 to 1. crazy, too. Nice. Number. Yep. Yeah, I caught him at 40 one. yesterday. And Steve, when you're talking about the bunkers, I'm like, damn, Cam Smith in the bunkers, I'll take that. I yeah, mean, it's just what scares me is the uh, the driving accuracy. You know, he can be, be wild, but, you know, just, there's no one better than scrambling than him. Right. Um, maybe JT, but JT's not hitting it that great. So, yeah, nah, I like Smith, too. Yeah, so I, I just, you know. The and then, I mean, go ahead, CP. Yeah. Definitely Cam. I, I did uh, – yeah, Reed was an, that was an interesting point. I hadn't really considered yeah. about this camp season, even though he's had you know he still had some solid finishes, um, but definitely a busier year. Obviously, Golf Digest taking up a lot of his time on the cover shoot. He's doing blame we'll t- exactly. We'll take yeah, the blame when he, uh, yeah. when he misses. The yeah, camp. sophomore yeah. slump. Um, that that's an interesting point. But that being said, um, he seems to show up in these majors, and I don't know, Steve. Just from the the things everyone are saying and the stuff Breed said, I thought Aaron Fleener had a great tweet this morning after yep. a scouting trip. I don't know. It sounds kind of similar to the Southern Hills last year with all the tree removal and the runoffs and, you, you know, short game is going to be important, but you can still bomb it. And I don't know, Cam Young did did pretty well at Southern Hills. So um, I don't know. Is that a crazy comparison or that's just the way the way people are talking about it sounds a lot like last year to me. Yeah, no, it, that's pretty good. I, I would say that the only differences really are like fairway width. Like th- there was way more yep. width at um, Southern Hills than here. It seems like the way they did the restoration, like they kept this, the original fairway widths from like before the restoration and just made it all rough, which I don't know, you know, all the architecture guys like more angles and width huh. if you you know widen it out and gives you more options. But um yeah, but other than that, like the chipping areas, the shaved off areas around the green, similar. So, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, and okay. I think what Breed said, the left to right shot shape is pretty good too. Um, you so don't like I've that made if you're a Rory guy. That's tough. Yeah, exactly. And okay. I mean, come being on. a Rory guy. <laughs> yeah, the guy has made what forty one starts since his last major 41 starts in a major before his last win in valhalla i guess right 2014 well yeah it's got to be under 41 though because that would be 10 years it's been it's this will be 10 years this year so it's almost 40 starts okay yeah i mean 40 starts it's crazy that's incredible that's a, for, that's a career for a lot of people I for mean, someone who's at the who's been at the height of golf for so long for him not to get it done in the majors is it's a tough look and again like this is another place where it should be so good for him. You know, his family's from Oak Hill. Apparently during COVID is our guy, Andy Lack 
has pointed out, he spent so much time at Oak Hill, yeah. you know, with Erica's family. Yeah. Uh, he's now a member there. And what he's going to shoot a 74 on the first day and just be out of it. This is Probably what he does. Not. Yeah. Brutal. What what will the I we should be able to bet on what excuse he uses this week. <laughs> All the PGA tour duties. Don't don't put oh, this on TikTok yeah. or, or this is not being clipped. I'm not, oh, I'm not trying yeah, to we all get I don't good. want that smoke. Yeah, yeah, duty. Oh, you know, I had too much family here. I had to attend to. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I know the course too well, and it actually worked against me. <laughs> it means yeah. too much to me. I actually have yeah. to disassociate it doesn't mean enough i you know i actually don't <laughs> care but i do care but the majors are amazing but they don't really matter i don't know Where, there's a we... lot of there's a lot of he's just so right? open and honest though so. this is all yeah. out of love if anyone yeah oh, well, I, i'd love i'd love for him to win but we yeah, all want him to win but, but like it's just been a long time since he's actually no, done it yeah it's been, it's been a long time yeah however the left to right Shot shape, uh, if I could get my picks. So I already made all my bets last night. Um, Cam Smith talked about already. DJ as well was 33 to 1. So I'm on him and Cam Smith. And then Xander, left to right shot shape. He loves the little fade. He's playing so well right now. Kind of all aspects of his game are dialed. So there's a 24 to 1 on FanDuel last night. So I jumped on that with some some pretty serious weight. Um, so we're, we're pulling for Xander. I, I feel all like right. this is... A Perfect spot for him. Um, same with Fitzy. Fitzy's kind of figured it out the last month. Obviously, one at Harbor Town. This should be a good, good. It should suit him very well. You know, bomb it off the tee. His short game's elite. Southern Hills. He was right there, thirty-five to one on Fitz. No one is going to bet him because it's not sexy. But I think it's a good bet. Last Northeast Major, obviously won it. So, uh, and then Hideki. I think Hideki showed me a lot last week in Dallas at 50 to one. I mean, he's got the iron play. He's got the short game 50 to one. is kind of egregious. So those are my bets. Feeling pretty good about it. I could add one more. That's a pretty know. big card already. sounds like it's a pretty big card. Pretty but big like, card. I still have room for one or one or two more. One or Double two. walk a shots. A little room, saving some room for Bryson. I know. <laughs> 80. He's 90 to one. 90 to it's one. Pretty nice. Yeah, all right. Played well, didn't he? Didn't he? I don't know. I missed the end. He was in the top five. Yeah, he he was up there. Yeah, and with the wing foot comps. Wing foot. Yeah. But I again, just like Augusta, rooting for chaos. So the more live guys I can add to my car, the better. They'll they'll all be there. They they proved that at Augusta already. Yeah. All right, that's it. Good. Sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, hey, I'm excited. Obviously, we're all excited for the PGA Championship. Uh, good luck to everybody with their bets. Uh, thanks again to Michael Breed for joining us. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, as always, to our producer, Greg Gottfried, as well. Uh, check back next week. Hopefully, uh, CP's found his golf game. See ya. They were, they were making fun of me last week because I was like, are you serious? Greg? This is the opener. This is the pod <laughs> opener. <Top> recording. <laughs> <laughs> we should have stopped. Damn it. <laughs>